that's the theme song that I created. NBD, you guys with me today? You guys were so pumped about this guest. And I'm excited to have her because, you know, I don't want to be the podcast that, like, just has other comics on. So I went I went totally outside of the box. You're I saying have, I'm not a comic. <laughs> you're not a comic, but you're a comedic actress. I'm definitely not a comic. And you're pretty and you're... Aww. Younger than me, which is great. <laughs> you guys, Emily Osmond is here on the podcast. Hello. So we know each other because my neighbor was Jonathan Sadowski, mm-hmm. who stars with you, starred with you on Young and Hungry. Right. And is that how we? I'm mean, no. I was actually thinking about that on the way over here. I was so, like, how did we meet? You were a fan of mine. That's what it was. I, oh, I knew that part. <laughs> and then, so we, we met like a couple times, and you were so lovely and gracious through this podcast. So when we were culling all the questions from the fans for this episode, a couple people – now, this is going to sound irritating to you, but here are the fresh eyes that I looked at. A couple of people okay. were like, does she see dead people? Oh, right, right. Wait, like her mm. brother. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh, is her brother like a medium? <laughs> I did not put two and two together that yes. your brother's Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> it never occurred to me. I figured Osment's like a normal white person last name that a lot mm. of people have. It's like, I think it's Swedish and German. I've ne- I think there's like one other person with my exact name on the planet. I guess maybe I'm thinking of Osmond, but... Osmond, which many people think I'm related to Donnie and Marie. And then I'll, right. I'll do an interview and they'll open with like, how's Donnie and Marie? And I'm like, oh, you're joking. And they're like, we have no other material because we thought you were related to them and we don't oh. know what to ask you about. <laughs> well, at least you get that versus, is it Selsinger? Schlesinger? Oh, I don't dear. know. I hate Jews. Oh, so- God. <laughs> That's what that comes down to. Well, naturally. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you anything, but I had no and I, So I was like, oh, she'll probably appreciate that mm-hmm. I'm not friends with her because of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, because I, I was trying to think of the, I think I came to a show. I think that was the first time that I that I met you because I'd heard about you from Jamie and from Michael and from obviously from Jonathan. But I think I want you did a show, I think, at the Comedy Store and I came to that and I think that's the first time I met you. That sounds about right. So yeah. now we're friends and you're famous and you are right now. And we're going to plug all this at the end, but you are on The Kaminsky Method, which yes. is on Netflix. Yeah, It's got Michael Douglas, Alan Arkin. Y'all, it is. I was exhausted and jet-lagged, and I watched two episodes of it last That's night. So nice. And it's fun, and everybody's a great actor in it, and you are so adorable. Thank you. I love your face. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze your perfect little face. <laughs> um, so we're going to get to it because people have some serious questions. Some right. might bother you. Don't strike me as the type of girl that's bothered. No. At least visibly, because no. you've been doing this like for so long. What is your favorite look you've worn on Young and Hungry? <laughs> let me just so many let me episodes. scan back through a hundred episodes. I, as um, I asked that, I was like, well, "It's a normal clothed. It's not like Game of Thrones, right?" Like, oh, it's, my leather vest. We actually had a couple different stylists do that show, and all of them were wonderful. Um, I remember specifically uh, the probably the coolest thing I wore was an episode. We had Betty White uh, do a couple episodes, which was really cool. And we had an episode where she has this old wedding dress, and she lives downstairs from me magically. Mm-hmm. And she has this magic wedding dress that she puts on if she ever needs good luck or something. And I'm like trying to what? I, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like trying to figure out like if I'm supposed to be with the right person. And she's like, put on the dress. You know, and you'll figure it out. And so I put on Betty White's wedding dress, and then Jonathan sees me through the window and is like, oh, my God, she wants to marry me. And so So that's it. Um, That's it. So I think that that was probably cool because I got to share a a piece of wardrobe with Betty, which was awesome. See, you guys asked that question thinking she'd be like, oh, I had a tan jacket. And, like, that's, like, a thoughtful answer. (laughs) They also want to know if I do like all my tan jackets that I did wear a lot of jackets that were very cute. Yeah, tan's a tough color to pull off. I also forgot to say that that was Glass of Pilk who asked that. And now, sorry, I've been away for so long and now I'm ready to do this podcast. At Caitlin Banks said, if you had to be stranded on an island with a character you've played, who would you choose? And I know that that's directed at you, not me, because I've been cast in like one thing ever. So that's obviously a question for you. One, a a character that I've played. uh, Stranded on an island with them. So I guess that character is just there. So I feel like every time you play a character, you bring a little bit of yourself to a role. So I feel like I would not be like down to hang out with myself on an island forever. Actor's answer. Uh, But I think maybe I'm trying to think. I think Gabby from Young and Hungry would get really, really annoying very fast. So I'm going to say no to that. (laughs) Um, I think... The most normal character I think I've played is probably the one in Kaminsky. She's just kind of like a shy, wannabe actor girl, and she just is very normal and just 
is she's very bright eyed, and I think that would you know that would that would be endearing to hang out yeah. with a person bright, like that. I guess bright eyed wouldn't bother you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how to make a fire. I'd be like, oh, how cute. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'd fall in love. Then it would be oh. like you know. Then we'd have like a, a romance on an island with myself. Well, this is a weird like Twilight Zone episode. I'm just giving you enough rope <laughs> to hang yourself with. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Next question. Um, and the, we can both talk about this one at J Muchow. Muchow, Jay Muchow, six seventeen. As blonde women, do you feel it's harder, oh, no. <laughs> harder to be taken seriously? I feel there's a stereotype, special, especially in professional environments. Even though I act mm. in a professional manner in my job, I still feel there's a stigma against blondes, and I have to prove myself more. Truth, go. I thought Jay Muchow six seventeen was a dude. First of all, and I, th- I thought you were setting me up. First of all, very few of us are natural blonde. You might be mm. a natural blonde. Uh, I mean, I was like born blonde, but like I have to like do some maintenance. I do, I do some, I do some maintenance. We all do. Blonde is a choice, mm-hmm. and so whenever people make those dumb blonde jokes, I'm like, oh, you're talking about brunettes that dye their hair blonde. <laughs> Wait, I never thought of that. That's great. It's a choice. <laughs> it's not like a birthmark. Sure. But I do think blonde and look like my mom the other day was like, why don't you do darker hair with some highlights? And I was like, why don't I just kill myself? Yeah, no. I, I'm a blonde. I'm a blonde. I'm a blonde. And I love being a blonde, and I think brunettes are always like, I love being brunette. I'm like, because you're emo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love having blonde hair. People go back and they vacillate with hair color. Yeah. I do think it is. we have a predisposition. You see blonde, you think dumb mm-hmm. because of the jokes. Sure. And because it's a very fun, flirty, like men, gentlemen prefer blondes. Like it's so yeah. rooted in that. Yeah. I do like, as I'm sure you can um, agree with, uh, being not what people expect from a blonde. Mm. And we come out of the gate like, I'm not taking your shit kind of thing, which I feel like is unexpected for a, a nice blonde in Los Angeles. Yeah, but. or a woman in general, but definitely a blonde. Yeah. You on your hashtag dating horror stories, yeah. right? You had this thing that went viral. You People were like, it's so bold, and she's just doing it. You're like, these are you were chronicling horrible dating experiences you've had. But, and not to take away from it, most women have had those experiences, yeah. and you were like, I'm just being honest. Normalizing it. Yeah, and you had one where, like, some guy had a Kafka book on his shelf, and you were like, oh, Kafka, good read. And he was like, oh, so you're actually smart. Yeah, I love that he said actually. I'll never forget that he was like, wow, you're, like, actually, there was a pause. Wow, you're, like, actually smart. Yeah, because I, like, I read that tweet. Wow. <laughs> and I first read it, and I was like, oh, people think that about me all the time, that I'm smart. And then I was like, no, he put Actually. Actually. So he can go fuck himself. Yes, he can. It's all right. He just got married. So yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh, oh, you keep. Oh, you kept up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, cool. It's a little hard in LA to not sort of have things. You hear things get around, and you're like, oh, nice. Oh, okay. that person. And I don't look for it. It happens. It happens it, in front of me. It finds you. It does. Um, I also find it interesting when I do you use Venmo. I do. Yeah. I don't know why, and my profile's private, but, like, I see every person I've ever met, I can look at their transactions. Isn't isn't that such a telling thing, what people spend money on? Oh, interesting. It's a really interesting thing. Like, if I'll—I I was trying to find someone the other day to, uh, to send them money for lunch or something, and we weren't friends on Venmo, and I remember going through and being like, oh— Oh, oh, that's oh. what you spend your money. You know, it was interesting. That's like a different kind of stalking then, like a new oh, way yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't want people to see me. And I also, I guess to me, it's a signifier of like where I am in life. I'm like, oh, these three comics that I started with are still Venmoing each other for like a hike they went on and I have to see Wait, it. Wait, since when do hikes cost money? I don't know. Maybe it's for like a snack, like an or maybe like hike. parking. Snack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not seeing, like, major celebrities on there, so... Yeah. I know, it's fine. I always do... I, I never write what it actually is. I always do a code of some kind. Never. I always... Yeah. I'm the idiot that's like, butt cream. <laughs> Sorry about your dick, <laughs> Hunter. Here's 20 bucks. <laughs> it's so stupid. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an interesting one. At Ambart11 asks you, this is obvious, she's for Emily, as if this could ever be applied to me. How were you able to evolve from being a child actor to more adult roles without having to make a statement like many do? Wow, that's such an odd question. I don't know. The statement makes me laugh. What would my statement be? Like, I'm it's I'm doing a nude scene. Please don't look at me like oh, I'm a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah. No, I just feel like, you know, I aged. <laughs> You just, just took your gifts. I just aged, and I, like, chose things that I wanted to do and didn't choose things I didn't want to do. And I don't know. I feel like I did kind of—I left for—I went to college, and I, like, kind of peaced out for a second. Yeah. I guess that was kind of my statement. But then I, like, came back and was like, yo, I'm back. Let's go. I think people always expect child actors to be absolute whack jobs. Yeah. Well, we are pretty weird, but sure. we're, like, a fun weird. It's a fun weird. Yeah. A fun let's call the cops in the middle of the night kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, sure. But the statement thing— I guess the statement's more... I think the, I think people issue statements when it's like, look, I'm not asking to be your kid's role model. Right. I fucking drink. Yeah, I do. I think it's... it's. Um, I never felt like I had to make a statement because I have... Well, to backtrack, I have a really big family and my, yeah. my mom has seven brothers and sisters and my, my dad has five and they all have children. So I've got a million first cousins that are much younger than me is most of the mu- time. Is it too much? Yeah, that's a few. Like, I could lose a few. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but... but uh, uh, I've got a I've got a really big family, and so I grew up like with my mom always being a role model for them. So like that'll never change. Like I've got little cousins that I adore that like I don't want to post me like, you know, right going ham doing something I shouldn't when I know that they're watching. Fair and, enough, but that's so, an obligation you feel personally, personally. toward your family versus yeah, like, and that kind of carries over into like, well, there's a bunch of kids that used to watch Hannah Montana. I don't want to scare them, but also like you're not that person. Like if you were that sure. person, then you would be that person. Sure. But it's all like we all do things in the dark. And I think the line between like total crazy person addict and like other mm-hmm. is that you're like, oh, this I should I should cloak this. Or, yeah, what what to share and what not to share, I think, is something that you learn very quickly. And if you don't, it's like, oh, man. And it is a sliding goalpost. Yeah. Is that like like what we become OK with. Yeah. And it's all like interesting, like what where my line is and like where that moves. And like I never said the word shit. I would never say that word. And then a couple of years ago, I was like, it's kind of a funny word. Yeah. And then I see other women that like, like I was at the gynecologist. Here's a picture of that sonogram. And I'm like, uh, I wouldn't do that, but yeah. maybe I would. Wa-. It's also like, how much do you need that attention? And also, I think it's more interesting if people don't know everything about you. You're absolutely right. Because like I, I've been. I've been on, like, I'm single and I've been on a couple dates with a couple people and they're like, oh, I saw online that blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, I would have liked to tell you that. And also, please don't Google me. <laughs> please don't Google me. Yeah. My now husband did not. He was like, I didn't want to That's do that. Cool. And I was like, yeah, because there, there is that. I, I have friends who have, like, famous ex-wives. And, like, I even know better than to be like, what was that like? Yeah. Like, it's just so, if they didn't put, I don't know, and just because you are famous, there's a question in here about that. Somebody asks you about um, people treating you differently. When, like, what's the thing that p- people should know about famous people? And are they different? Are they not different than other people? It's odd. It's like a, I don't know, I don't treat people who have different careers than me differently. It's like, it's just like, it's a thing that I do. Because you are famous, though. So I think people, when they're not famous, they're like, you know, are you actually like me? And the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. But, but also no. But also I'm way cooler. So. Way cooler. <laughs> but it's diff- it is weird. It is, I- it is odd. And it's almost like, I, I don't know, and especially in, in Los Angeles, like everybody walks around with like a certain entitlement that they are someone, and sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. Yeah. And I feel like uh, meeting new people, whether they're, I, I actually, I meet a lot of people through my brother because I, I'll be in an audition room and like five people will stand up and be like, oh my God, I know your brother. And I'm lucky that Haley's magnificent and a very nice guy and has a lot of really good friends. But I meet a lot of people like that and they see that as a connection of like, oh, you know that other famous person that I know. And it's like, everybody's trying to find the link to say how 
how to introduce themselves. They're it's also like, trying to find the link that will help them get more famous. It's odd. Like, can you help me is the yeah. subtext of everything. Yeah. I also feel like people always reach out and I'm like, I can't make me famous. How, how am I going to make you famous? <laughs> This is not gonna. Well, at least you for could you. try. Gosh, I could try. I could do the best. I I could do the best I can. Let's take. We'll take a couple more questions because you were talking about dating horse, or I was talking about it oh, yeah. on Twitter. Uh, somebody says. 73 Penny Lane says, hey, Emily, I stumbled across your dating horror stories on Twitter the other day, mm. and I thought they were so funny. Mm. I was just wondering what, it, what an automatic, yeah, laugh thanks, at your thanks, pain. Thanks, laugh at my pain, thanks. <laughs> what an automatic first date deal breaker would be for you? Like something specific to you that just gets under your skin. Oh, wow. Ooh. There's so many, though. So There's many. There's so many. I actually went over this with my friend Avery. I was on the phone with her last night, and we were talking about, we were, like, decompressing after, like, a weekend we had had together. Where'd you have that? We went to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we had a... Um, there's this... I don't want to say it, but there's a... There's, like, a really cool bar that I go to that plays really good music. It is cool, you guys. It's great. And you can't, you can't get in. You can't get in. Uh, no, but it plays, like, it only plays music uh, before 1970, and it's really fun. And we were sort of going over, like, all the people that we saw there mm-hmm. and how immediately when you look at someone, you're like, oh, no. Like, but it's funny. It's like an instant, like, oh, the, the shoes, I can't. Or, like, uh, the the beer, the type of beard you have or something. And it's Absolutely. like an odd thing you do and you don't realize you do it. And I realized after going on a couple dates to that place, um, how important it was to me to date someone who could dance. I didn't realize how important that was because I love to dance. That's a priority? Yeah, I feel like I I love to go out and I ha- like to have a good time and I like to dance. And if a guy's like, oh, and I dated someone for a long time who like, we went to a lot of weddings together and I couldn't was always dance dancing alone. Couldn't dance wouldn't dance. That's wouldn't what it is. and couldn't. Even a little of both. Just like wouldn't make an effort and like was embarrassed. And it's like, oh no, like I'm unabashedly like I'm I'm not afraid to get up there and make an idiot of myself. And right. like I kind of want someone to be there with me to do that. And right. it's kind of fun to go out and dance with somebody. And I didn't realize how important that was to me. I think above, like, you it know. speaks more to like you want that partner in crime. Like that's sure. what that signifies to you. It's like sure. I want someone that's right there with me doing that. Yeah. You don't want the guy that's like, I'll just, no, I'll just watch. Yeah, you tell the story. It's like, no, I want, you know. So first date, if he doesn't dance, you're like, that means you're unwilling. Not like at the dinner table, but like, yeah, personality that's like, sure, I'll chime in and do what you're doing. Also, like, obvious, the obvious, like, religion and politics thing is important, but yeah. Right. You know, for, uh, we don't have to get into what it is you do or don't believe, but yeah, yeah you have to see eye to eye. That is important to me. Ob- politics very much so. I don't know if I could ever date someone who had a vastly different view than I did on You're like, I want that wall. I want it to go up <laughs> right now. Right now. Right now. Uh, I also think, like, things are deal breakers, but then you meet someone, like, if someone was hot enough but had bad fingernails, you'd be like, okay, like, Jared Leto had bad fingernails, Ooh, you'd be like, whatever. fingernails, yeah. But you'd oh, let it go if everything else yeah. was great. Yeah. Although, yeah. I think, but although, then there's things you have to look at, like, bad teeth. It's like, I can't get past that. Like, you can't be hot with bad teeth. No. No, I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't. No. I don't want to call them out. <laughs> um, so, n- piggybacking off of that, which I hate, mm-hmm. <clears throat> at... BBY King Trashmouth, which does Great name. And it's a girl. How do I... This was an interesting one. And then I tried to look her up online, and her profile was private, because I was going to be like, no, you're a pretty girl, but I couldn't... It was private. How do I deal with my boyfriend being out of my league? And then she puts in parentheses, I mean, I am funnier. What? Well, that that makes me want to be like, call her up and be like, what? Are, why? Why are we insecure? That just should be a call-in show. Yeah, like why? You know, what? What do you? What? Why do you think that? I've never thought about like, oh, I want to date someone that's out of my league or in or below, or so I look better if they're not. It's like it's not about. I don't even know how to qualify that. I also feel leagues only apply to men when complimenting a woman. Like she's out of your league, bro. That's true. I never see it the other way. You never hear women like because you're not allowed to insult women in this like new found era of feminism. Yeah. You're never allowed to say like oh you're a trash mouth and he's out of your league because the idea is like as a woman you can like uh, like my fair lady mm-hmm. made in manhattan like the idea is like whatever you are you can date yeah. up yeah because you're a woman i think you're saying he's hotter than you that's what i think she's saying huh and i think you- i've dated dudes that are hotter than me and i was like i'm funnier and i have more money so that's how i do it <laughs> <laughs> preaching to preaching to my choir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no league. That's a very like early twenties thing too. Which I think you're like twenty five, twenty six, yeah. twenty six. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. secretly hoping you'd be like, I'm thirty. That's so sweet. And it turned out you were. No. Just I'm twenty seven and a few and four oh months. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
There is that's if you think that he's gonna leave you. Yeah, and yeah. then you're constantly gonna be like, who are all these girls who are hotter than me, like hitting on my hot boyfriend? It's like, yeah, that's a waste of time. It's always gonna happen. Yeah, if you have a hot boyfriend, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. And then, like, then at the other side of where I'm just like, oh my god, well, he loves you not for your looks, but your personality, which is stronger, which is awful. You also might be pretty, and just yeah, we want to see what you look like, like you can, <laughs> so we like, can judge you. <laughs> it's blocked, but her eyes seem pretty. Oh, great! He's not out of your league. Yeah, no, he's not. Don't think of it like that. Also, think about like all the retarded hot dudes. So, if we're just going on looks, then like, what is that? Mm, he's yeah. not out of your league. Yeah, we'll just come to LA. Come to LA league. <laughs> come to L league. <laughs> L league. All right. And somebody says, I want to ask, how do you and Emily, and I don't know if they meant this Emily or assistant Emily, but I'm going to go with you. How do you and Emily deal with negativity in your lives? Mm. I hate that question. Oh, I'm sorry. At Kevin Angry Skates. Um, Kevin and an Angry Skates. I asked that person to not hang out with me anymore. <laughs> Is it a person? It's or usually it... in the form of a person, I feel like. You feel like it's not like online necessarily? Because I read a lot of mean things about you online. You did? I wrote them down. <gasps> Really? No. Oh. But <laughs> I was like, I want to read them. You didn't miss a beat. <laughs> I want to know what they are. You were like, I have a publicist. I am not letting that get to me. I don't right now. I just like combat them myself usually. My favorite thing to do with people who are rude online is to correct their grammar back at them. Like, sure. Have a nice day. I feel like that's the most easy way to just. And also like who cares? There is who cares. And I've talked about this before. Like there are days though where like the one thing, someone says the one thing and you're like, fuck you. Like I just woke up. <laughs> gotta read your shit because you hate your life yeah most people yeah, it's the negativity thing is just like who cares and cut them out of your life yeah and cut them out of your life I was talking about that with my my friend Ryan recently because we I did a movie with I did a Hallmark movie with him that's coming out uh, in a couple weeks actually and which is called it's called Christmas Wonderland um it's great uh it's like coming out it's, it's about d- Jews d- it's yes it's, about, it's December 1st on Hallmark Channel it's gonna be great uh, but this guy, Ryan Rotman, who's lovely, we've, like, known of each other for, uh, like, a few years now mm-hmm. and had never really hung out or met. And then we both got this movie and spent three weeks in Utah just being <clears throat> idiots. And it was really fun. And, and I asked him one night, I was like, so, like, we have kind of a lot of the same friends. Like, what did you, like, hear about me before you did this movie? Like, was a bold question. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm never not bold. I was like, yeah. so what, what, what's the, like, what's the tea? Like, tell me what do, pe- what do yeah. people say? And he was like, I haven't heard anything about you. And I was like, yes. Because I feel like if you have nothing, if no one can be like, oh, that's that girl that blah, 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 right, blah. Right, right, right. Then you're probably okay. I'm like, oh, all so, right. So there's no, there's no, which is like, oh, man, no one's got anything. <laughs> We're already ahead of the game because you're like, Oh, that's so great. I'd be like, no one's saying anything at all? Sometimes anyone... it's better because it means that people don't say stuff if it's nice. People only say things if it's negative and they want to, like, have some gossip on you. And he's what like, about there? there's no such thing as bad publicity? What about that school I feel thought? like there. I feel like there is. Maybe. There's really bad pu- Like, if you drive the wrong way on the 405, like, that's, that's really real bad publicity. Bad. That's real bad. That's only what people who have really good publicity say. That, oh, there's no bad. It's just, like, it's because uh, you're Yeah. Over- if all you're getting is negative, like, then you're getting demoted. True. From A list to garbage. What's the list. thing that do you have something online that you read and you're just like really that? That's what you're gonna. You know what happened? Um, after my not this special but the last one, some random interviewer I don't like from some outlet decided to phrase a question in a really offensive way, and she was like, she or she wrote something about me that like said that I was racist and mean, like all these horrible things that a if like it it was like a straw man argument like she made it up. Like, it would be like if in this interview now, and I'm just like, so, like, I hear you don't, like, love black people. And you'd be like, oh my God. what are you talking? I've never said that. Yeah. But because I said it to you as part of the interview, it's in it there. then becomes a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't transcribe this. So then another interviewer was like, you know, some people have said your act is racist. And I was like, I go, stop. One girl said that because she had an issue with me, like, woman, because she just didn't like me. Sure. But now it's a thing. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So that bothers me that, like, fake journalism begets shittier journalism. And that I've never heard about it again, and I squashed it. I was like, that's not a real quote or interview. She made that up. That's a a woman that hates me because I'm doing well. Right. That bothered me. So I don't know if it's out there. I mean, I've had – you can't control it. Yeah, you can't. And you are an actor, so you aren't, like, to say responsible for the words. Like, if you say – if you act and you do a part and that character says something bad, like, you won't be held accountable. Exactly. I would. For stand-up. Right. It's, yeah. I feel like there's more, definitely more pressure in your career to 
sort of walk the line of like, this is really funny and it might offend, but I don't really care and this is going to land. But Yeah. And then you have to worry about people who I've talked about, like just weak people being like, that hurt my feelings. I hope you get caught on fire. Oh, we God. hate you. People are people are, are wounded and mean. I feel like I have like a lump in my face. I read this thing online the other day about the quality of life of d- different countries. And like one is like, the quality of life in Canada. I don't know how they assess this, but the quality of life in Canada is apparently number With one. A dipstick. And then it's like yeah. Canada, Sweden, Germany, Russia, and then like the U.S. is like seventeen. I actually or believe something. I read the same thing. I think it's Denmark. That's number Denmark. One. Oh, or not I, Denmark. Like uh, yeah. Norway. Norway. It's like up there. Like they're just like we're all Scandinavian. Just, yes. countries. And the U.S. is like below Haiti. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just <sighs> that's because we're all obsessed with working. We also have more people here, so yeah, it's diluted. Whoever is happy. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already struggling, stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. but let's talk about things that do make us happy. Yay! Who would win in a fight? Kings, not goblin, asks. You or me? I think you. What kind of fight, though? Like a, probably like a physical fight. Like a verbal fight. fight or a physical, physical fight? Here's why I think you'd win in a physical fight. Okay. I'm scrappy. I think, I'm assuming you're scrappy. I believe under this adorable exterior and, like, really perfect skin. I'll cut a bitch. <laughs> I do think that. I think you have a crazy gene in you. Like a crazy, Thanks. like that... 
like cheerleader Jean. Oh, that's a that'd be a fun character to play. Yeah, like just snap, just a little, just a little snapped. Yeah, like, that's everybody's there. <laughs> yeah. What was the what, what was the movie that I, what was the HBO thing? Uh, Sharp Objects. Did you oh, watch Sharp Objects? I loved that. Remember yeah. how the sister turned out to be a serial yes. killer? Yes, that's you. God, she was so good in that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm two dimensional. I thought about it, and I was like, I don't know her well, but any girl that looks like you do, which is like perfect, adorable face. That's very nice. And like that, you know, under it, there's something. Even though you've never. Mm, no. Right? No. Also, like, am I a monster if I'm like, I would win. I'm stronger than you. I don't. I feel like you are stronger than me. I think you're, are you taller than me? I think you're taller than me. Probably. Probably. But I'm, I'm very not small. That. I don't know how it met. I'm like, I'm like 5'2". I'm definitely taller than 5'2", yeah. but not by much. Okay. Uh, but that's also, I, I respect that question because it wasn't a girly question. Like, yeah. he didn't say cat fight. He was like, like, he was like who would blood like, sport? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about hurting Let's my go. friends. Essa uh, D Trades says, what's something that will always be in fashion no matter how much time passes? Um, white t-shirt and jeans. Ooh, absolutely. I think that will always be something that – also just because it's my go-to like every day. <laughs> yeah. White t-shirt, yeah. classic. Classic. It's white t-shirt and jeans, guys and girls. Absolutely. Yeah. Since the fifties, it's been in style. Yeah, ooh, really, men really killed it in the fifties with the white t-shirt. It just makes me think of Greece. Yeah, for ooh. sure. Which is how I feel when I put on a white t-shirt and jeans. Yes. I'm like, do I John look like Travolta. Danny Zuko? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. But that's also how I feel when I do black leggings. I'm like, oh, am I too sandy at the end of Greece? Oh, you can just do both in one day. I do. I have been doing the black leggings with like Nikes and a sweatshirt. I think I've been wearing that every day for the past three weeks. I was gonna say three years. I like, don't know why I'm there. single, but I think that might be. Why. No, that's the look. <laughs> the that's same def- sweatshirt every day. It's not even mine. I think I stole it from a friend. Oh, those are the best. I know because they're kind of worn in and like soft, and you're like, mm, somebody. That's why I like I like shopping for jeans at like a crossroads or like secondhand places because mm-hmm. they're like you, you wow. don't have the wear in time and they then they fit differently if you try on jeans that have been like through a couple bodies which is gross whatever but like <laughs> it kind of like it's already taken shape and then they're like oh these will fit forever but what if it's their shape and they got a weird butt it's like the sisterhood of the traveling butt shape there's no way those girls wore the same <laughs> pants there's no way <laughs> like we're just that's insane uh here's my thing i love a good vintage t-shirt mm. And I hear what you're saying about crossroads and all those places. I think trying on jeans should be an Olympic sport. Like, it's exhausting. It's it so is. hard. I don't all, no matter where you go. I was in Scotland last week, and I went to a vintage store. All vintage stores anywhere in the world smell the same. Yeah. And I don't like the smell. I There's a vintage store in North Hollywood called, like, Iguana or something. I think they had, I think it's they're a chain. There's a couple of them, but there's one in North Hollywood, too. And I remember I went in there. I was looking for, like, a Halloween costume or something. And I went in there and I was eating an apple and the woman like stopped me at the door with her hand. I was like, ma'am, I'm so sorry. You cannot eat in here. And I was like, all of these shirts that have been sweat in and had drugs from the 70s spilled all over them. Like, I can't eat my apple in your store. Oh, your answer wasn't, I'm on TV. Don't fucking (laughs) touch me. (laughs) It is funny to see like people who are initially rude and then like. They're like, they figure, they're like, oh, wait, I know you. And then they're immediately nice. It's like, all right, well. Oh, it's like pretty woman, but you didn't want to shop. You didn't want the commission. You just wanted your apple. <laughs> yeah. My answer for that is what will be in fashion. Initially, I thought sartorially, and I was like, oh, what's a good clothing answer? Sorry. And then I was like, attitude will always be in fashion. Oh, yeah. But my answer is pigtails, and here's why. <gasps> Men will never not have creepy fetishes about fucking children. What is it? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and so it will always, if it involves male boners and being creeps, it'll always be in. Like, pigtails are always acceptable yeah. if done in the right light, not for, like, the Oh, God, I never thought Met about Gala. it in, like, a kid way. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You need to switch that thinking. All right, and that's what it is. <laughs> Think only about pedophiles. <laughs> uh, next question. This is a random one, and I don't know how you feel about the spy mask anyway. Okay. Kyle O. says, did you get to keep any spy kids' gadgets? Oh, that's a good question. Um, actually, uh, yes, kind of. There was like a few things here and there. There was like a really cool backpack that I wore in every scene that I got to keep. But the the cool thing was the wrap gift that we got. This was a Robert Rodriguez movie, and he um, for the uh, cast as our cast gift, he hired an engineer of some kind to come in and teach us how to build our own desktop computer. Okay. 
I was like, what? Is that cool or is that like a, it was a long lesson? It was the most bizarre thing in the whole world, but I, I like, I had it and it worked. It was like a desktop computer that I used in like elementary school. I remember it was very, very strange. Creative. Oh, for kids. Sorry. For kids. That just clicked for me. Yeah, I was like nine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how many, like circuit boards and Yeah, rewiring. no. Okay. It was like, here, connect this wire and then you put the face on and then now you have a computer. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That is cool. That is cool. So I got to keep that. Yeah, usually, folks, you don't get to keep your stuff from set. No, it's funny how, and oh man, if all if if I do something and like there's one pair of shoes and I'm like, oh man, at the end of this, oh yeah, you know, and then I'll drop hints. I'll be like, I really like those shoes. Like, hey, where'd you get them? And like, or maybe I'll just pay you for them. Where'd you get them? Can I pay you for them? Is yeah, all, it's such can a I, low key. Like, can give I, me. Can I pay you for these <laughs> shoes? And at the end, I'm like, oh, we forgot. We already packed up all our stuff. Sorry. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, they're like Emily is gunning for those shoes. Like I'm Cut really enjoying away. this movie, but every day I'm just thinking about when we're done and can I have those shoes. <laughs> I this is so sad. In the on the movie I'm doing right now, like wardrobe gives you Uggs, gave me Uggs. There's like two women in this movie to wear in between yeah, whatever. Sure. I'm like I've never owned a pair of name brand Uggs. Are you gonna Are you getting into it? I have them now. <laughs> I, them I, I took now? them. <laughs> I just I was like, they're like, yeah, just take them, and I've they're been really like, they're comfy. They're comfy and. It's just sad that at 35, I'm like, can I have my own Uggs? Yeah. Can I have these Uggs? <laughs> I take them with me. I'll bring them back. I promise. I wore my Uggs with my jean skirt, which I'm wearing a jean skirt now. They're coming back, apparently. But in, like, high school, it was, like, Uggs and a jean skirt Wait, day. they're coming back because... Jean skirts. I, I bought one months ago. I didn't know that they were gone. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Fashion. Have you seen what I'm wearing? You look adorable. <laughs> you look adorable. She looks awful, you guys. When she came in, I was like, what is that about? At Emily Big. Says, I have a very manipulative friend who never takes ownership of her actions. Bye. That's it, folks. Have a great night. And she treated me poorly throughout college. Bye. Four years. Yikes. I'm really lacking in confidence. Oh. So when she lies to me, I always tell her I believe her. What? When I really don't to avoid further confrontation, how do I work up the courage to cut toxic people out of my life? Ooh, that's a really hard one. And that's, I feel like, a lesson that you learn slowly like you kind of put off like dealing with people that aren't healthy for you and then like late like in my mid-20s I'm now like I don't have time for this I don't have time for you and just slowly wane off and it's tough and it and it hurts but like if it's better for you at the end of the day like I'm sorry but it's about you like you have to keep yourself sane and good and like it's totally about you I you have to be selfish yeah and And that's okay it's okay, especially as women. It's like, why aren't you being a good friend and a good role model and a good... And it's just I'm like... I'm being a good me right now. I don't have time. There you go. Also, you were friends with her through college, so that sucks because you obviously have a foundation. Yeah. I always think it. everything comes down to, like, that uh, masculine, feminine sort of energy and the idea that, like, she's treating you like an abusive boyfriend would. That's... I was actually... I was thinking that when you were reading it. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like a relationship that a, you'd have with, a like, a boyfriend. Yeah, I had a friend, and we'd been friends for a while, and I've, I don't think I've ever, I don't think she's ever bought me a cup of coffee. It's never, it's always like, let's split it down the middle. Mm-hmm. And she would never, it's interesting, she would never, like, do me a favor. Like, if I if she were up, I'd be like, can you grab something? I don't think she would ever, like, there's this, like, weird wall. Yeah. And I don't know, like, and the liberty she would take as a friend, you know, stuff like that. I want to be like, dude, I'm not trying to fuck you, so yeah. be a better friend. There's also the five question game. What are the five questions? The it's something I had a somebody told me this years ago, and I've st- I've hung on to it because it's such a good thing to do. It doesn't matter if you're like you're at a like a you're on a date or you're with a friend or you're with a family member or something. It's like if you can ask someone five questions about themselves or like five questions in general, and they don't reciprocate. Oh, it's like a really good sign of like, oh, no. oh you're about you. So it's not like, would you have breakfast? And then how'd you get here? And what freeway did you take? It's like, no, like, uh, how, how's it? How's it going with so and so? Yeah, like, okay. And how's it with you? How's your new place? And if you can get to five, it's like a very telling thing that they haven't been like, oh, but not to be like, oh, ask me something, but like, yeah. it's a back and forth conversation, and I've caught that a few times. I'm that friend. I never ask back. <laughs> I, I swear. Well, there you go. <laughs> I always think. Oh, this person, like, my life's so interesting. They actually want to know about my life. It never occurs to me. To be like, to hey, ask, how are you? Ask back. Yeah, ask back. That's a good one. Oh, I don't have to remind myself. Like, mm-hmm. I have to be like, oh, yeah, this person's not just asking because you're amazing. <laughs> it, like, well, you are, but <laughs> I appreciate that. But I also, it's like, yeah, now ask them about their brother. And yeah. you can both snore through these answers. 
The answer is you need to tell her exactly how you feel. Yes. And if she's not willing to change, that's not your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There's, there's, I'm sure. You know what? If I Googled you right now, I'm sure it wouldn't just all be you and your iguana. Like, I'm sure you have friends. Yeah. So cut her out because it's only going to get worse. Yep. And, you're, and you also might find that, like, you're her rock. Yeah. Like, she can treat you like shit because she loves you so much and you need to let her know, like, like I deserve is, better I'm than not that. ugly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because hot girls always treat their ugly friends like whatever. Do they? Not always. I should not have said that. But there is that hierarchy of, like, well, I'm the hot one, so we'll do what I want. Oh, that's weird. Uh, Yeah. You're like, that's because you just are the, the hot one. I'm just the loudest one, so I usually get my way. I'm like, we're going here now. We're but it's leaving. Like, <laughs> but also, girls love that because, like, finally somebody else planned it. But there yeah. is that sort of, like, I decide what we do. I've seen it in other friend groups, like, where I'm not the alpha. Like, it's someone else's friend group. Uh-huh. I, w- I went with this group of girls somewhere. I'm not going to give anything away. And, like, it was one girl and, like, three of her friends and then me. And so we all decided to do something. And I wanted to do one thing and they mm-hmm. didn't want to. So it's not about a democratic thing. It was like, well... You know, Stacy doesn't want to, so we don't care what you want. <laughs> wow. So there's nothing Democrat. There was no poll taken. So Yikes. the answer is your friend's treating you like she's like you're ugly, mm-hmm. and you need and you need to cut that shit out. Yeah. Be honest. Be honest with yourself and with her, and it'll, you'll reap benefits. I have this answer. The second I read this, I was like, oh my god, I have my answer, and I wish I'd given you a heads up on this because you might want to think about this. Okay. But we can always pause. What songs are your anthem? Like, the song that gets you... I'm sorry. Where's the name for this person? Sarah underscore Elizabeth 28 says, what song is your anthem? Like, the song that gets you feeling yourself, and it says, and you belt at the top of your lungs like a dying cow <laughs> with the windows up in your car at a red light, and the old guy in the car next to you just shakes his head at you. Like, what's your oh, anthem? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, first one would be uh, Your Time Is Gonna Come by Led Zeppelin. It's a How really good one. Sing, can you sing it? Uh, we, we own the rights. It's got a very long intro, and there's like, your time is gonna come. And it's like a bunch of drums. It's great. Is that, like, to yourself, like, my time's coming, or like, you fucked me over, your, your time. time's gonna come. It's Which like, one is you. it? No, it's the other way. It's like, your time oh, is gonna come. Oh, yeah. a vengeful anthem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, For I those of you that didn't see, she just flipped <laughs> off the whole studio <laughs> with, like, a crazy look. <laughs> and then the other one is um, probably Secondhand News by Fleetwood Mac. I really like that one, too. Can you sing the chorus? Yeah. I got sick hand news. I got sick hand news. Do you know that song? Yeah. That's right, because you're a singer. Kind of. <gasps> That's right. You have new. Do you have new? new I, some people ask about new music coming. Yeah, out. I do. I have um. I have a new band called Bluebird. Um, oh. and uh, yeah, I'm working working on it right now. I've got uh, a first singles coming out and probably. January, February. <laughs> is it next called year? Fuck You? You cut in front of me at Starbucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's called Black Coffee Morning. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's very it's like ja- I'm calling it like jazzy bedroom pop. Can you sing? Is that so shitty? Don't it's do it. Most I can't really because it's like the chorus is um, mostly like it's a horn section. It do you want me to do the horns? Yes, we do the horns. <laughs> I can't believe I just said can you sing a little bit because that's like people are like tell us some of your jokes. I'm so sorry. I, no, I think it's singing, fine. It's can you like sing a little bit. Um, I'll start. I, I can't. I can't really. If you don't, I will. And okay, then people are say gonna think it's, uh, it's a black coffee morning on the east side. It's a black coffee morning on the east side. That was it. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I got my singing. I won't make you sing it. I won't ask you to sing it. Uh, I like that both of your songs, and even Black Coffee Morning is like very sobering. Like it's black coffee. We gotta get yeah. up. Something happened. It was it was about a relationship I had earlier this year. I, all of the the bluebird. It's a band. It's me. I'm, I'm writing everything. But um, you are the bluebird. I am the bluebird. Um, but I was tired of releasing music under my name because the release the music I've released under my name isn't very like representative of what I'm doing now. It's very different. So but a it's lot a, of death metal. Yes, right. huge departure. Um, <laughs> huge and departure. And uh, so the uh, a lot of these songs are kind of like in diary form it's like about relationships that i've had in the past and this one yeah it was about a a guy that would like uh, get up and drink coffee every morning and then just like the the bs would just spill after the coffee not literally but like i was like coffee will do that to you he would yes he would have coffee and then it would just like it like we would just be word vomit like for hours about his life and about his childhood and about his past. It's just like about, the caffeine got in him and he would yeah, just talk. Yeah, and he would just talk and it oh. would just be like, please stop. Like, I understand you had a traumatic 
upbringing, but like we don't have to talk about it every time we're at dinner with my friends. Like that's in, you know what, Emily? That's really interesting because when I heard Black Coffee Morning, I was like, okay, sobering. Last night was crazy. You got to get to work. But yours is like this dude that I dated that would not stop talking he would about not himself. Stop talking about himself. Oh, I love that. I didn't know we dated. Mm. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, but the other two were like. I like that because usually when I think anthem, it's like this is my fight song or like yeah, something yeah. like that. No, this one, yeah, and then like oh, a lot of Zeppelin songs. Okay, definitely a lot of Zeppelin songs. <laughs> oh yeah, because I sing all of the guitar like <laughs> along with the guitar, Can I not hear it? necessarily. <laughs> like they'll do that in my car. <laughs> and you know what's funny is even though even if you roll up the windows all the way, someone can still hear. <laughs> Depending on how loud you're singing, because I've yeah. been like, no one can hear me, and then I look over and there's someone like staring directly into my. I car. find most people don't mind. Like I've looked over and like someone's like feeling themselves, as this girl said, and I think most people are like, yeah, I'm fucking feeling myself. Yeah, get over it. Oh, another great anthem. Yes, uh, uh, Deborah by Beck. Do you know that song? No. Oh man, I feel like you have a superior music taste. I've garbage. Oh, music. it's so Deborah. It's a. I think it's a, either six or seven minutes long. Oh my god, it's the mo- It's a. It's a song off this album called Midnight Vultures, which is like one of my favorite albums by Beck, and it's basically an ode to this uh, woman that he meets in a department store, and and the tagline and your sister, I think her name's Deborah, and it's like so jazzy and like just lovely, it's like dirty and great. It's amazing. Oh he, and he references Glendale in the song, which I love because I'm from Glendale. So has it anthemic? Like, is it like are you like it, he hits these notes that no human being should be able to hit? So for you, it's about the actual music. Oh yeah, not no- okay. Totally. So just make sure I used to ride around campus and like with the windows down, and anybody that was like, "Yeah, Deborah," I'd be like, "You're my new friend." It's me, Debbie. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's my answer. Okay. So this is so you're asking like feeling yourself. So this is you can take this like for you. You're like these songs just make me feel good because yeah. the way they're constructed. Not necessarily always the message. Some of them are. I am the kind of person like, and I've talked about this. I wake up with a jingle. Like, I wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm like, oh, there's a jingle in my head from the 90s. Like, there is a constant loop of utter bullshit just in my head. (laughs) Songs, lyrics, movie quotes, of stuff that, like, the B-side of a tape. Like, movies that no, like, nobody cares. These are not cool movie quotes, Mm -hmm. songs. I have had stuck in my head for several years now. That ludicrous song where the one that's like, I want to lick, 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 lick you from your your head head to your toe. So we all dance to that. The part where he goes, oh, no. Eating fresh fruit, sweep your woman right off of her feet. <laughs> I wake up to just eating fresh fruit. And I'll sing it to my eating fresh fruit. Because, <laughs> like, as a rapper, that's, like, hard. I bet you're a joy to live with. <laughs> oh, my poor Massive husband. Massive amounts of energy. That's me. <laughs> oh, my God. My husband's, like, the amount of songs I know just from you singing them but don't know the actual song. Yeah. And a lot of, I listen to, like, a lot of EDM, so a lot of it's mm-hmm. just hamster noises. Like, sure. I don't even know the words. And then he sings them. I want to feel, I want. But I don't, I can't Google, like, I want to feel, I want to know what's the hamster voice song. There was a while where Tenacious D in high school, everybody loved Tenacious D. It was Jack Black's band. Zanzibar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, um, there was a lot of just gruesomely, like, violently sexual songs in that <laughs> album. And, like, we would roll around in high school and, like, sing them all, like, um, uh, what was the, oh, pri- um, oh, what's the, uh, starts with the T. Uh, tribute. Do you remember that one? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. Uh, play the best song in the world or I'll eat your soul. And then, like, does he does this whole yeah. thing. He has a battle with a monster in the song. It's, it's like oddly ridiculous. metal. It's kind yeah, it's, it is, yeah. Uh That one sometimes gets in my head. You know, you were too young for this. I can't believe I just said that. But Or maybe you weren't. I, I mean, just said my anthems were. No, that's different. You weren't around for that. That's you just true. found it. Uh, <laughs> my sister's, like, 21, and she's, like, Oh my god, David Bowie. And I'm as an older person, I was like, but then I was like, I don't even know David Bowie, but I like music from before. So yeah. it's accessible, whatever. Yeah. Um uh, Bloodhound Gang. Okay. Did you ever listen to that? I guess you were you were way too young. If you're 26 now, you're mm. 10 years younger than me. So Bloodhound Gang before Tenacious D, they were like those very aggressive sexual. It's so funny. You know what song they have? And what? it came out later, You and Me, Baby. Ain't, ain't nothing but But mammals. before yeah. that, uh-huh. like I went to a concert of theirs in high school and I flashed. I flashed everyone. <laughs> and nobody cared. Um, 
I like stuck my hand down the bass's pants. No, like they you were, let on, us, were you on they stage? Let us, no, which is weird. No, they let us on stage and he didn't even bat an eye. Like, cause you're like 18, you're like, what can I do? And it was like, why would I do that? Like, I felt like a weird, like that's also assault. I'm just remembering this now. But they had all these songs like where they, they had one song called Chasey Lane where they wrote to a porn star about eating his oh, ass. Wow. Like, so wow. it predated that music, but it's still that very sexual aggressive, super gross. Oh, also Robin. Robin's a good one. She's, yeah, I like her. she just put out some new music. She takes like 10 years in between albums. I love it. It's because she's Scandinavian. She's, she's amazing. Like, I'll just relax. I'm having fun. <laughs> Siza Jazzle. Siza Jazzle. Siza Jazzle. <laughs> Seven says, oh, there's six others. <laughs> what could you give a 30-minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? My answer, everything. I'm a brilliant bullshitter or writer, and I know a little bit about yeah. most things. What do you think? Um... God, that's really hard. Um, uh, oh, uh, how to get uh, A to B in Los Angeles. Fastest way to get anywhere in LA. Think so? Uh, don't test me. I was about to. I think just in terms of like, just because I grew up in Glendale, which is in the valley, and then my parents live in like the Pasadena area now, and like I moved. It's still to same, the, t- same side of town. Kind of. Yeah, east side. And then I went to college sort of in a weird place in LA, and then... Like, I'm always on the west side doing work, and, like, I know Venice kind of well. And so, like, I feel like I know L.A. pretty well, and I can probably tell you, like, good places to eat depending on what, where okay. you are. Good bagel. West Adams. Go. West Adams. Oh, yeah. okay. I've never yeah, hung out in West Adams. Yeah, you shouldn't too, come here. Too far south. Right? Yeah, I guess it is south. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 30-minute. It would be such a boring presentation, and if you don't live in L.A. Noah's like, Bagels on Larchmont. That's a good place for bagels. Really? Don't you want a little dirty bagel? <laughs> old dirty bagel. Get on that dirty bagel. Oh, it's old dirty bastard's um, son. Old dirty bagel. Old dirty bagel. He's Jewish. <laughs> no one knew that. All right, we're going to round it out with this last one. XX, whoa, get your porn ready. XX underscore Ashley says, what's your... Least favorite thing about the holiday season? Oh, least favorite thing. Now, you had mentioned you have a big family. I do have a, a big, big family. Swiss family. A big Swiss say. family, Osmundson, yes. <laughs> uh, but most of my family lives actually on the East Coast and in the South. So I don't have a lot of them. My immediate family, my mom and my dad and my brother and I, the four of us do holidays every year, which is great. So it's oh. not like, it's not an overwhelming like no. 50 people for Thanksgiving. I host like, I host Thanksgiving and Christmas at my house. And I do like a big Friendsgiving for Thanksgiving, which is cool. But the um, the prep for Thanksgiving is not my favorite. Do you cook? I cook everything. Oh, you do? Yeah. So, okay. So it's a lot. And I, I've only got one oven. And it's just like you're hot and you're sweaty in the kitchen. And you forgot you, uh, the heavy whipping cream. And I have to go oh, out for one thing. One thing. And last year I was I made the mistake of like – needing one item the day before Thanksgiving or maybe even on Thanksgiving and I saw this poor girl on the phone in the aisle like crying to her boyfriend, mother, father, whatever and just like, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I've been to four stores and I just like pointed on the shelf. I was like, it's right there and she was like, thank you and like cried and grabbed it and ran out. I was like, that's Aww. the holidays, everyone. Yeah. There, she there sounds awesome. Yeah, she was very stressed out. So that was your least favorite thing about the holiday. Yeah, pr- Thanksgiving. Pr- favorite thing to cook? Brooke Meglin. Ask Emily her favorite thing to cook. They demanded it. Ask Emily. And then they wrote <laughs> hashtag young and hungry. We know wow. you watch the show. Okay. <laughs> so let's make it like holiday wise. What's your favorite thing to cook? Um, I make a really good um, sausage uh, stuffing. It's like oh. sweet Italian sausage in stuffing. In the bird? It no, goes no, in no. the bird? Oh, my God, no, but I should put it in the bird. No, don't put it in the bird! No, like That's a unholy. Se- separate side, like oh. stuffing. okay. But I do it with sausage. It's really, really good. Tasty? Tasty with, like, apples and stuff, and it. it's delicious. Okay. And then what, independent of a holiday, what do you what do you like to cook? Oh, independent of a holiday? Um, oh, uh, I my brother and I grill Korean barbecue. It's really... Like, at the table? We have a, I have a grill in my backyard, and we have people over, and we grill this you amazing make like Korean barbecue. Yeah, it's really good. That's my favorite thing. That sounds... Okay. Come over. Didn't, I smell. I was going to say, can I be invited? Yes. <laughs> my husband and I love Korean Isn't barbecue. Isn't your husband a chef? Yes. Yeah. 
So he is there to judge you. Well, no. then he can do it. Great. <laughs> no, he actually loves other people. He's like, great. I'm sure. I don't... Yeah. Uh, that sounds amazing. I will come over. Do you have a house? I do. I love going to other people's houses and touching their things. I got a little backyard. I want to nice. come over. I want to see your backyard. Okay. Last question. Actually, no, this is tangentially related to the holidays. What? Is, and this is great because you're a singer. Keep calm underscore carry on. But you spelled carry on like. Like a, a carry on on an airplane? No, like a bird eats. Like carry on. Oh, like C-A-R-I-O-N? a rat. I-O-N? Okay, I guess that is how it's spelled. So I think you're <laughs> no, right. No, I, I think nope. I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. I think it's just looking at C-A-R-Y-O-N together. You're right. Carry on. You're right. Okay. Carry on, my wayward bird. Keep calm underscore carry on. 325 says, what is the worst Christmas song of all time that makes you angry? We're talking Santa about- Baby. Oh, great call. I hate Santa Baby. You had that locked and loaded. I hate Santa Baby. Tell us why. It's 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 so suggestive and weird and like oddly sexual and I don't want to think about Santa like that even though I know she's Santa's like she's like asking for uh, a fifty uh, for convertible to light blue. It's like die. I hate it. <laughs> also, like light blue is like a tacky color. Um, it is yes. Intri- that's a great call. As I'm wearing my. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. That's it's your bluebird uniform. That's true. Uh, I think most people's answer uh, would be that's a great, a great. I mean, that's my. I'm gonna steal that. That's please, my answer. it's most awful. people would be the Santa baby. It's cold baby. outside. It's like Marilyn Monroe doing the Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Yes. It's a little bit of that. Who sings the original one? Uh, I feel bad. I hope she's. I hope she's. Hope she's not dead. Listening. Is what you're gonna no, say? No, I was not gonna <laughs> yes, say that. Were. I was not. Yeah, you were. Uh, the the one that I think most people have a problem with is the like baby. It's cold outside because that's about oh uh, yeah, date, uh, assault. date rape. Yeah. Yes. Which I thought What's I came up with. What's in this drink? It's like, mm, <laughs> you're hurting my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see out of my eye. <laughs> What's my real name? I've forgotten my place. <laughs> um, I don't like, first of all, everyone knows Jews write the best Christmas songs. Uh-huh. They've all, they're all written by Jews. Mm. Uh, I don't love, and I love Christmas, and I love Me too. Like hearing the music, but... Past December 25th, it's like, turn it off! Yeah. Like, it's so much. I don't like silver bells. Silver oh, it's bells. a little slow. It sounds like someone's on a quaalude. <laughs> I'm never going to listen to it the same way again. He's drunk. And I don't like... Okay. It's Christmas time. It's just so... Yeah. It's so long, too. It's a long one. It's long? It's like a like a bath that you want to get out of. <laughs> and... A bath of silver bells. A bath of silver bells. They're sharp. I don't like... When they, s- <laughs> I don't like the little drummer boy because I don't like when they say "parumpa pum pum." <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm gonna get a shirt made for you that just says "parumpa pum pum." Please do, because it reminds me of the cowardly <laughs> lion <laughs> from Wizard of Oz. Like, put him up, put him up. He's yeah. like, put him pum pum pum. <laughs> and like, you can't look hot and say "parumpa pum pum." <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's like, it's so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Everyone driving now is like singing pum pum pum. It's so fucking weird. Pum 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 pum. Oh, the roll, yeah. Pum 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 pum. I hate myself suddenly. I yeah. Hate it. I do. I really hate it. All right. And the last piece, the last thing to round this out, because there are a lot of questions specifically to you. Um, and I was so excited so many of your fans wrote in. Yay. Last question is... I didn't even see the, like, uh, where to... I would have written in something weird for you to ask me. Oh, do you want to answer that? Do you want to answer something weird? No, like, I can't think of anything now, but, you know, at home, in bed, you when know, I'm answer on Twitter... Extra small. Yeah. <laughs> what is something... Keep calm and carry on, says, what is something you would tell your younger self trying to make it in Hollywood? It says, into Hollywood. <laughs> Sleep more. Okay. I, that's, oh man. So I, when I was a kid, a tiny tot, when I was about 12 or 13, I started working on a Disney show. Called? Hannah Montana. Because there's a question about that too. Oh. Which I should have asked you earlier. It was awesome and great, and uh, but it was also like the most stressful time of my entire life. Because I was working on that, right. and then I was also in high school, and you're also like 15 and crazy. And there's That's acne so... and boys and bangs that you cut yourself, and like it's just terrifying. Oh, wait, that doesn't extend like into your 30s? <laughs> Because that was me at, like, 20, 32. Okay. Uh, it's just, it's really tough. And I remember, like, trying to get into college and, like, studying for my SATs. And, like, I just didn't sleep. Like, I would get, and we lived far away from the studio where we shot. So it was just, and like, I went I to nev- college. And I is... went to college, yeah. 
And it was just very, very, very stressful. And then I got to college, and they're like, read 10 pages and then take a nap. Where did you go to college? Occidental College. All I, you know what? I can't get over it at 35 when people tell me about schools that they went to that I applied to and didn't get into. Like, I get a Did little prickly. Did you apply prickling. to Occidental? I applied everywhere, Emily, and didn't get in anywhere. Maybe if I was on Hannah Montana, <laughs> people would give me a second look. <laughs> There's a question in here. Somebody, th- oh, dat ass 99. Woof. Is your process different when preparing for a role such as the one you had in Cyberbully as opposed to the ones for Hannah Montana and Young and Hungry? Well, she was 10 for Hannah Montana, so mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot different. Yeah. But we'll go, you know, oh, and I'll even extend it. Young and Hungry, somebody also, I'm going to put this all into one. Okay. Looney says, how cool is it to work with Alan Arkin and Kirk Douglas on the Kaminsky Method? Mm-hmm. So maybe just real quick, we can round it mm-hmm. out with how you prepared for Cyberbully versus sure. all of these things. Yes. Um, I think the probably the hardest preparation I've had to do for anything was for Cyberbully for sure, because that was a movie I did for um, ABC Family uh, about how old am I? That was about I think like seven years ago or so, mm-hmm. and it was about a girl who is suicidal in high school and tries to kill herself, and she's got this friend that's kind of toying with her that we find out is the person who's toying with her online, and yeah. it's like it's it's gnarly. And for ABC Family at the time, like it was a really cyberbullying wasn't like a thing we talked about yet because the internet right. was still like. Instagram hadn't happened yet. Like it was, this was. This is pre free form. This is, this is before they dip their toe. Pre free form. <laughs> oh, you know, you're a free form lady. <laughs> All right, it's top of the cob. Hit it. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. Top of the cob. Top of the cob. Emily Osment, star of Young and Hungry, uh, on the Kaminsky method here on Netflix. Bluebird, new music coming out, or it's out? It's coming out. It's next coming year. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Multi talented girl. Beautiful woman, very funny, very sweet. I'm really glad that we're friends. I'm really glad Me that you too. did this. Me too. It's at Emily Osment. I'm taking care of all the business before we get on top of the cob. At Emily Osment on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let her know you're going to promote the show because you're a good person. Yeah. But let her know how much fun you had here. Mm-hmm. And don't look for her naked pictures because they don't exist. <laughs> what is your top of the cob? Uh, thing that I love, top of the cob. Um, oh, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, matinee movies by myself. Very evolved. Mm. Can you go a little bit more into it? Uh, I like the ritual of, like, not having to share my snacks with someone and just going in and, like, the theater's kind of empty and it's a movie that, like, maybe nobody else wanted to see with me, but I really wanted to see it. And yeah. It's like, a, it's, like a mo- it's like a couple hours for me, you know? I love that. And what type of barbecue do you smuggle in? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Pinot Noir. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what's your go-to movie snack? Movie snack? Uh, probably, I'm not a big popcorn person, actually. Uh, but I will, I'll do, like, either peanut M&M's or milk duds. Okay. That's a very specific type of person. Yes. That's not my, I'm not that person, but okay. It's me. Uh, tasty. And what's your bottom of the cob? Ooh, um, uh, 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 oh, people who talk during movies. We'll keep it in the same vein. You've eliminated that threat by going alone, haven't you? Yes, I have. Well, no, not, no, no one I bring to a movie with me ever speaks. They know. They know not to. My, you don't talk during a film. My husband spoke so loud to me on our first date, and I knew I liked him because I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was like, "This is hel- you're funnier than what's is happening." Is it on the like screen. one of these whispers, mm. like here? But it's like not like this. It's still got like some. Like, some he was voice like making his own jokes, and I was like, "You're so pumped to be on a date with me." <laughs> this is adorable. I got in a fight with somebody in a theater one time. See, during, I knew it during Get Out. Yeah, I knew you had this it. girl. Like brought in a Seven Eleven jug of wine. That's like at the ArcLight, which you know they you they serve alcohol in the theater. You can go out and buy your own glass of wine or whatever. But you know whatever. I can't believe you got in with it. But okay, and she's like, and get out. Like it's it's scary, but it's not like jump out and scary kind of stuff. Right. And any time anyone came on screen, she would scream and then laugh. Whoa. Yeah. No. Too. I was just like, I'm done. And like it got. They were in the very front row, and I was with a bunch of people, and they kept yelling and screaming. And it's like. I love going to the movies. I'll see everything in the theater. I go to the movies all the time. And I like the arc light because there's like this upstanding, which I don't know if, if the listeners don't know. It's like a, it's kind of like a nicer movie theater in LA. And, and you've assigned seating and there's remember. really gourmet snacks. And you have to, yeah. I hate the snacks. Chicken apple sauce. What like, is go fuck the, yourself. Yeah. And then like the weird like mustard sauce. That don't like it. They have like pretzel sticks now that are odd. But yeah. So and then I kind of, I, I stood up. Okay. I stood up and I said, Excuse me, ma'am, you're ruining the experience for everyone. And then a couple people clapped. 
And then I sat back down, and then she got even louder. What a bitch. And then she, as I was walking in the theater, she yelled at me, and she was mm. like, um, I think you forgot to take your Xanax today. And I was Lord. like, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> bye. Like, Sorry. No, say. this interaction is over. You don't get to yeah. chirp at me now that you have balls. Yeah. I talk a big game, but I probably wouldn't have said anything. But that, yeah, sometimes you just hit a breaking point. Much I was like, like, I can't. I really wanted to see it, and like you're ruining it for me. Yeah, what a bitch. Yeah. Uh, you hit a breaking point much like I did with my bottom of the cob uh, when I was in the Delta Lounge this weekend at JFK, and I noticed how much plastic they use. They, I was just there. Okay. Yeah. So I was there yesterday morning, and I just noticed hundreds and hundreds of people come in every morning, and they, it's all single-use plastic, spoons, forks. There's no recycling anywhere. Oh, my God, you're right. And it it bothers me because I just watch people take, like, a sip, throw it away, take another sip of another thing, throw it away. And it's those tiny plastic yes. see-through cups with the water that you go up to the water jug. That and you, you would get at, like, up. a reception. Yeah, and then you throw them away. And I was like, I don't want to shame them. I don't like that I can't say anything without people being like, that's annoying. But it's like, that's so much garbage. You don't even have a sign up that says, please think about your choices. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, and they had glasses available, like, under the counter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that was my bottom of the cob, just noticing how much, just when your eyes are open to the amount of waste. So the good news is, like, I try to be better about it as I drink out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> my top of the cob is matcha. I gave it a real chance this weekend at this adorable shop in New York called uh, Cha Cha Matcha. And uh, I like the nuttiness of it. And I think I'm going to get my own whisk and <clears throat> start oh, making God, some matcha. I don't feel well. I get really into it. <laughs> I had tuna. <laughs> Emily Osment, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.